Welcome to Explore Europe, a podcast series for American military stationed in and around Germany. Each episode brings you travel tips and local secrets to help you get the most out of your time overseas. This episode is proudly sponsored by Used Car Guys. Pre-owned military car sales all over Germany and new car sales for stateside delivery when you PCS. Good cars from good guys. And now, introducing your hosts, Michelle Peirce and John Sweeney, who've been living in Germany and exploring Europe for over 15 years. So, where should we explore today? Well, there's only one way to find out. It's on with the show. Welcome to another episode of Explore Europe. I'm your host, Michelle Peirce. And I'm John Sweeney. Hi, John. How are you? How's your week been? Been good. Very good. Lots lots going on. Um, the weather's breaking through, the sun's coming through, so it's a fantastic time to get out and about and explore. Absolutely. Speaking of which, where are we exploring today? It's a place that I think everybody should visit. It's a place uh, close to my heart. It's the historic city of Heidelberg. Oh, fantastic. I'm very excited about going to Heidelberg today because I am, I live nearby in Mannheim and I worked in Heidelberg for many years when the military was based there. So it's somewhere that I know very well and somewhere I would definitely recommend that you visit whilst stationed here in Germany. What's also great about Heidelberg is you can get there in a day, right? If you're in Ramstein area or Wiesbaden or Stuttgart. Yeah, you can do it in um, a day trip, make a day trip. Um, we drive from Ramstein, you can drive in an hour and a half. Um, or you can jump on the train, and the train is very good for Landstuhl, Kaiserslautern, and Ramstein. It's uh, less than 11 euros each way, so if you do want to have a beer, have a glass of wine as you walk in the streets, that's a good way of doing it as well. Yeah, and I think that's a great recommendation, because although Heidelberg does have quite a lot of parking, the parking is in the um, what we call the Altstadt, the old city, and it can get quite congested down there, can't it? it it's not built for traffic. So uh, when you do find the park houses, very large vehicles, minivans or SUVs are going to find it difficult to park. So if you can find parking space outside the Altstadt um, or you catch the train in, you're going to avoid all that. Yeah, one other recommendation I was thinking about for this is perhaps to use the Happy Weekend tickets on Deutsche Bahn. Have you heard of those? No, tell me more. Um, so they call it uh, Ender, which t- is a bit of a mouthful, but I'll, I'll add the link to the show notes. But for something like €44 Euros at the weekend, you can travel anywhere all over Germany using the regional train system. But if you actually add more people to your ticket for not much more, you can travel with a group of, say, five people for very little money. So that actually works out really well. That sounds good. That's a good way of doing it. Definitely a good way of exploring different places. Yeah, absolutely. So um, let's assume that we've arrived at the train station in Heidelberg. I think the best way to get to the main part of the city that we're going to talk about today would probably be to jump on a tram or a bus and head to Bismarckplatz, which is somewhere that's really easy to find, very central and at the start of the Hopstrasse in Heidelberg. Tell us more about the Hopstrasse. Okay, well, the Hopstrasse is a very, very long street. I believe it's the longest shopping street in the whole of Germany. It's wow. cobbled stones the whole way. Um, you've got shops ranging from Prada and Gucci to the Lindor chocolate to small little independent stores. And a, uh, everybody's favourite Katie Walthart Christmas store is on the Hopstrasse as well. Oh, wow. And what's great about the Hopstrasse is that it's actually pedestrianised. So it's a street that you can really take your time and enjoy and meander along and really explore every part of it, isn't it? Yes. And the uh, What's really good as well is all the little, I call the nooks and crannies, the little side streets. You find these little tiny independent stores where 
they've been making jewellery or making hats and gloves. Um, and as, as you're going up those and exploring, as you start walking towards the end of the Popstraza, there's thousands of people everywhere. Um, and you get to the end, you see this beautiful cathedral, and then you look up to your right, and all of a sudden you see the main part of Heidelberg tourist attraction, the castle looking down upon you. Wow, that's amazing. And so we've started at the Bismarckplatz, which is one end of the Hopstraße. We can walk all the way down to the Hopstraße towards the Markplatz. And there's, as you said, there's a big, beautiful church base there. I think it's called the Church of the Holy Spirit. And that's definitely worth a visit, isn't it? Definitely. Uh, they have markets around there as well to get mm -hmm. in and have a look around the church. Um, chill out it's it's nice and cool in there as well and it's got a lot of history and uh, then um, look up at the castle and if you don't want to go to the castle just yet you can go from Hopstraße heading out left towards the river get mm -hmm. a little bit more of the Altstadt and then you come across this beautiful beautiful bridge and I think between the bridge and the castle these will be the images uh, that are iconic for Heidelberg. Yeah, absolutely. So that bridge, um, we call it the Alta Brücke, but its real name is actually Carl Theodore Brücke. And um, it's a really historic and very iconic bridge. And you'll, if, you, if you go there, you'll see lots of people having their photograph taken because the view from either side of that is really stunning. You, you can basically look all the way along the banks of the Neckar, see the mountains on the other side of Heidelberg, including the very famous Philosopher's Egg, which we'll talk about in a minute. Um, but the bridge itself actually does have some historic value. It was where tradesmen and boaters were stopped and asked to pay taxes as they entered the city. So it, you know, back in the day, it was actually quite a, a valuable place and a place of trade. But now I think it's really just a, a beautiful tourist spot, isn't it? It's a beautiful tourist spot. And as you say, as they were entering the city of Heidelberg, the, the, the king looking down upon all the people running around the city, and that's the entrance gates into the city. So that's when the market traders would ply their trades and sell their meats and all other dishes, uh, fruit and veg and so on and so forth. And when you stand on that bridge, you take a look. Uh, my brother is a mad selfie taker. He would be standing on that bridge, taking a couple of <laughs> selfies, looking up at the castle and just looking at Heidelberg, Altstadt, the old town, is a really nice view. And it's really nice in any type of weather. I've been there in the summer. I've been there in the winter with snow on the ground. It's very romantic. Um, I've even been there on rainy days. And even with a bit of fog, it just looks magical and majestic. Yeah, actually, when the fog um, settles over the Necker, it's it's quite mystical, isn't it? It's, yeah, very much so. And um, you just talked about going there in winter. Heidelberg has some amazing Christmas markets that are situated just off of the Hopstadt and off of the Marktplatz. So that's also a really good time of year to see the city, isn't it? And experience a very traditional Christmas market all around these beautiful cobbled streets nestled in these very historic buildings. That's right. And there's uh, in those the little stalls at Christmas are wonderful. They've got the, the glue vine, they've got the candy for the kids, they've got all loads of handmade goods. And then once again, I've mentioned the Katie Wolfart store. You know, it's got the Katie Wolfart store there that is just ram packed full of people at that time yeah. of year. But it's, it's busy all year, but it's, it's very busy there. Yeah, it's busy all year round, but at Christmas time, you actually queue to get into that store, which is bonkers. Yes. So let's talk a little bit more about um, the area around the bridge, because if you actually go over the bridge onto the north side of the Necker, the bank of the Necker, there's a really historic and beautiful trail called the Philosopher's Veg. Now, this is not for the light of heart. This is actually quite a physical challenge to walk this um, particular trail but it's definitely worth it there's some amazing steps that will take you up there and it, it really is um, quite a well-known walk 
along the banks of Heidelberg, but it's uh, pretty physically challenging. So definitely something to only attempt if you're capable of it and perhaps not ideal to take if you've got the kids with you. I haven't been. Um, My heart might not take it, but I hear it's a very nice picturesque way of of going and doing, but it's another thing to put on the bucket list while you're there to do. Go have a look. Um, is there cable cars going up to the top or is it walking only there? No, the Philosopher's Veg is um, is walking only. So um, the only time I've done it was what, actually when I was supporting some friends that were running the Heidelberg Half Marathon, which is considered one of the toughest half marathons in the country because it takes in the Philosopher's Veg. So, um, yeah, just walking up the steps to the halfway point was enough for me. But if you are somebody that is up for a physical challenge, then the Philosopher's Veg in Heidelberg is definitely one to try. Okay, I'll take your word on it. I'll put it on my list when I next go to Heidelberg. Well, you might have to get a bit fitter first, John. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. Get back on the bike, as I keep saying. (laughs) Then after all that hard work, you're going to need some food and you're going to need some drink. And there is plenty of bases for food and drink around there, that's for sure. Yeah, what's your recommendation in Heidelberg? The really good thing about food in Heidelberg is it covers every angle. It's mm-hmm. got uh, fast food burger joints. It's got doner kebab imbis stands. It's got pizzerias. And it's got what my favourite, the really old traditional local food as well. And then some of the restaurants you can go, you're in like a little cave and it's all cobbled inside. They're serving homemade food, beer that's uh, made on the premises. Obviously, you don't need to drink beer or wine. There's water and Cokes and teas and coffees as well. It just got a very good wide range of things. And um, the place I went one time that had a fantastic meal was the Culture Brauerei. And that's okay. right down the end of the uh, Hopstraße. Go off to the left somewhere and they've got their own vat. You can see the vat where they're making all the beer and the pipes are running through the bar. And uh, the, the ceilings are about three or four metres high. And it's just a really good vibe. But if you go in there, you definitely need to book. I've tried to walk in there without a booking and couldn't get in. Not saying it's not going to happen every time, but I would book ahead of you going. Great. So that's the Kulturbauerei. I'll add a link to that in the show notes. I think okay. I remember being there before for a Christmas party and they, they serve beer in these traditional ceramic steins. So you really feel like you're eating and drinking very ger- in a very German style, don't you, when you're there? Yeah, and they've got old wooden tables where you know they're taking the varnish off and they just feel warmer and people are running around and the, the food's flying, the beer's flying, the smell, the atmosphere when you get in there. It's it's one of those things that you think is really traditional and German and it, and it is and it's good and it, they really cater for tourists as well. Brilliant. Um, I have another recommendation. This is at the top of the Hopstraße, so towards the Church of the Holy Spirit and that's a restaurant called the Palmbraugasse. Um, there aren't too many restaurants along the Hopstraße that I would recommend because I think they're a little bit too touristy and not very authentic. But the Palmbrow Gasser is one of them that I really recommend. And again, that serves very traditional food. It, it is like a cave inside and it has um, like these iron chandeliers that come down. And again, the big wooden tables and it serves very traditional meat dishes. And the castle platter is one of the favorites of my party whenever we go there. But it also serves some really amazing salads and flamkuchen, which is like the thin German style pizza that you might have tried already if you've been living in Germany for a while. Um, and yeah, so that's a really nice recommendation. And there is an entrance from the Hopstraße and also the restaurant goes right back to another street called Unterstraße, which is another fantastic street to experience. And have you been to Unterstraße, John? No, I haven't. Tell me more. Um, well, Unterstraße is, I guess, 
you know that Heidelberg is a university city, so it's full of a lot of students. So um, wherever there's students, there's cheap places to eat and drink. And Unterstrasse is just full of these tiny little, what I would call hole-in-the-wall bars. But at night, after dark, Unterstrasse really comes alive. There's lots of places where you can experience music, live music, lots of different traditional German drinks, very modern drinks and cocktails. It's a really buzzing place. It's probably not ideal for um, taking children around. So it's definitely like a night, I'd call it a, a night spot rather than the daytime. But during the day, it's also got some very interesting boutique shops that you could visit as well but mainly Unterstrasse is a, a night a night spot and very vibey I like it very much sounds great well what I like about the whole area you mentioned the students there is uh, I come from Cambridge we have a small little university there as well in, in England um, I've heard of it yes I'm, I'm sure you have <laughs> and the the University of Heidelberg was founded in 1386 so wow. I mean that's a very very old university um, and the city of Heidelberg was like 100 to 200 years before so you're walking around history of like 900, 1,000 years old, yeah. and it's there. You can see it. You can touch it. You can feel it. And it wasn't bombed during the war. So when you find these nice old places, a lot of them are completely and utterly original. These are probably the old buildings from that time when they were made. Wow. Um, so it's, yeah it's very interesting if you like a bit of history like that and you can kind of see that reflected because the streets are very narrow I mean now when we build new towns um, anywhere in Europe and, and in the US as well streets are very wide to accommodate traffic the, the Altstadt of Heidelberg is predominantly a pedestrianised zone and the reason for that is because the town is so old and the streets were very narrow they weren't built to accommodate traffic so it's really beautiful and what I love is as you walk from the Hopstrasse there's lots as John said lots of little nooks and crannies but they're basically these little streets that take you down towards the Necker and you'll find multicolored houses with these beautiful flowers that are growing over the the balconies and old signs that you can see I mean if you're looking for an Instagram day then a day in Heidelberg is definitely one for you absolutely and when I was uh, it was about a year ago and I was there now uh, my last visit we, we literally spent half the day taking pictures because the sun was shining uh, people were out. Uh, it was the first time of spring. Had a bit of sunset. There was a, a, a better than usual buzz about the place. So, and as you say, it's great for colours of uh, buildings. So it's very interesting. Now, it would be remiss of us to leave Heidelberg without talking about the main attraction up on the on the hill overlooking the entire city, and that's the castle or the Schloss. Have you been up to the Schloss, John? Yes, and it's a, it's a wonderful place. Um, if you go to Heidelberg, it's definitely a place you've got to go to just for the picture views of standing up there and looking down all over Heidelberg City and down to the Alta Brooker, the old bridge we've been talking about. And you can also do guided tours inside the castle, which is very, very interesting. And there's things in there like this one still makes me laugh and giggle. The world's largest wine barrel. I mean, I was thinking <laughs> we'd keep talking about wine, but I looked at top five things for kids to do. And this was one of them to do as well, because the wine barrel is six metres high. You know, wow. it's like tw 20 feet high. So you're standing beside that. You're going to look very, very small. Um, so it, it holds 22,000 litres or 58 uh, US gallons of wine. So it's wow. pretty big. Do you think there's actually wine in it or they've just, that's just a fallacy now? <laughs> oh, there, there must have been at some point. Whether there is now, I don't know. Wow. Um, going up to the castle, it's quite, it's quite a climb. Do you walk up there or do you take the funicular railway? I've walked up there every time I've been um, to the castle. I've gone in good weather, so okay. it's been nice. 
Um, you can have a walk and there's some nooks and crannies again. There's some, there's some, a couple of little houses on the way up that are really interesting, built on three or four different levels. Uh, it is a bit of a walk. You don't have to be the world's fittest person to do it, though. Uh, pushchair or uh, wheelchair may be difficult, but uh, the, then you've got the railway that goes up there as well. Yeah, I think the two occasions I've been up there, the first time I drove up there, I do not recommend that. The roads are incredibly narrow. If you go at any other time other than summer, they're going to be really difficult to negotiate without a four-wheel drive. And honestly, there's no need. What we did the second time was we took the funicular railway, which takes you to the top and back down again. It only takes a few minutes. And actually, as you go up, you get an incredible view of the Altstadt in Heidelberg. So that's well worth it. And when you get up there, the gardens are beautiful as well. So it's not just the castle yeah. itself, the garden grounds. And you can walk out and see the trees that are hundreds of years old and get another good view. And then from that end of the garden, you can get a view of the castle as well. So you get castle, lots of pictures when you're down in the, in the town. But when you get up there as well, get to the end of the garden, get your uh, pictures overlooking the town, but get your pictures of a close-up of the ruins of the castle. So that's very cool and very Instagrammy as well. Oh, amazing. And I think there's a nice cafe up there, isn't there? So you can re reward yourself with a coffee and a, or cafe and Kuchen, as we say in German, coffee and a cake. You can definitely do that. And there's, I think there's two or three up there as well. And if, on the hot days, they've got ice cream and all that for the kids. So, and, and for the adults. Brilliant. So um, just to wrap up our day trip to Heidelberg, is it some way that you feel is suitable to take with children? Heidelberg's really good to take with children. Um, you've got lots of walking if you're going to walk up the Hopstrasse and um, going mm. to the castle, but getting the kids up to the castle is really interesting. But there's also a zoo in Heidelberg, which is good for the kids as well. Oh, great. So you, you can maybe break up the day doing a little bit of sightseeing and then give them a treat at the end of the day or the start of the day with the zoo. That's right. And they've also got a good outdoor pool as well. So if you wanted to do a pool and some touring or the old bridge, the castle and go back to the zoo, something like that. So that's a good way of doing it. Yeah, that seems like a great way because you want to take children with you to experience these places, but sometimes a whole day of sightseeing can be a bit much for youngsters, can't it? Yes, and one one trick I learned a while ago was bring city rollers um, to just make the day a little bit easier. But Heidelberg is so busy, you might not be able to get away with city rollers and the cobble streets is going to make it pretty difficult as well. So my little trick of city rollers for kids probably isn't the best one there, but maybe in some of the other towns we visit, we can yeah. do that. Did it in Venice and it saved the day in Venice. So that's why I like it. Really? Yes. <laughs> and by city rollers, are they these little scooters that kids... I don't have kids, so I'm not it's used to little this, so. It's a skateboard with handlebars and it's what the kids fly around in. Yeah, that definitely wouldn't work in Heidelberg on the cobbled streets, but I love the idea of it for exploring some of the places that we visit. We walked in, in some of the trips, and we'll talk about them in the next episodes, we've walked 10, 15, 20 Ks. Can you imagine doing that with a couple of kids? So you need to have something to take their mind off it put them into the zoo, take them to the pool, or if you have something like a city roller, they can skid about. And Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, take, take good care of them at all times. Well, one final tip I have for Heidelberg is, um, although Heidelberg is a city that you can visit all year round, there are three times in the year where Heidelberg is particularly stunning, and it's called the Heidelberger Schlossbeleuten. Basically, that means, I don't know if they've pronounced that correctly, someone that speaks better German than me can correct me, but it's called the Heidelberg Castle Illumination. And... Basically, they use, um, I think they're called Bengali flares to um, bathe the castle in a mysterious red light. And then there's a huge firework display on these evenings. It's quite late. It starts at about 10, 15 in the evening. And it's only three times a year. But it's 
absolutely an incredible way to see the city at night. It's very, very magical. And if you can, get booked on one of the boats on the Necker to really experience it, because the streets themselves become very, very crowded. I'll put um, a link to where you can do that in the show notes, because that's definitely a really special evening. I haven't been to one of the Illumination Nights myself, but I've seen hundreds of pictures, and it looks stunning and breathtaking. So uh, it's something I want to do, and something I'm going to go back for. Yeah, fantastic. That's brilliant. I think that's all we've got time for on this episode, John. Thanks very much for taking us around Heidelberg and we'll see you next time. See you next time, explorers. I really hope you enjoyed our day trip to the beautiful and historic city of Heidelberg and I hope you get to explore it soon too. Heidelberg has long been associated with the US military since the 7th Army moved its headquarters there in 1966, which then evolved into Usera and remained there until 2012. The last of the military installations were handed back to the local government in 2015, but whenever I visit Heidelberg, I still feel very nostalgic about the time I worked there, the people I met and the great friendships that were formed. Every week, I'm sharing with you a sustainable travel tip, something that can make us all more mindful travellers and reduce our impact on the planet as we explore more of it. This week's sustainable travel tip is something to help reduce pollution and congestion on the roads, and that's to take public transportation whenever you're exploring Germany. The public transport system is really fantastic. From the intercity trains, the regional trains, the Straßenbahn and the buses, everything's exceptionally high quality, easy to get around, and a super way to meet new people and get the most out of your time here in Germany and Europe. I believe the best travellers leave nothing behind but a good impression and take nothing away but great memories. Thank you for listening to Explore Europe. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and leave us a review on iTunes. Thank you to the good guys at Used Car Guys for sponsoring today's episode. You can find them online at usedcarguys.net or on location at Kaiserslautern, Ramstein, Spangdalem and Wiesbaden. We'd love to hear from you, so tell us in the comment section where you'd like us to visit next. And let us know where you'll be exploring using the hashtag ExploreEurope on Twitter. See you next time, explorers!